So, uh, but yet there is a narrative out there. There's a whole population that believes that they have discovered. They have discovered something new and it's spiritual and it's their new, they're able to say no to religion and yes to my spirituality that uh, is more meaningful. So that's what we're talking about. This is our fifth, uh, fifth session into this series. The, next, the last one will be next Sunday. But today is the true or false, a new spirituality. My new spirituality. Have you heard this term before? You probably have heard this. When you talk to people about, you know, if you try to introduce your, your beliefs or introduce the gospel, introduce the person of Jesus, and immediately they will respond and say, whoa, whoa, wait, whoa. I'm not religious, but I am spiritual. Well, that's what this is about today. I'm not religious, I'm just spiritual. Well, let's look at religion a minute. Religion defined. Religion is a set of organized, organized beliefs. Practices and systems that most often relate to the belief and worship of a controlling force, such as a personal God or another supernatural being. So that's, that's religion defined. But how do we counter that today? What I want to communicate to us, and it's the title of the message is, you know what, no matter what, just follow Jesus. All the spiritual stuff, all the jargon, all this stuff going on. And isn't that interesting that Jesus would, of course, communicate to the disciples in the Great Commission. And what did he say? Go and make disciples of all nations, baptize them, in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And then he said this, teaching them to obey my commands. That's very vital. That's why this is the message today of just follow Jesus. Because if you just follow Jesus, you will learn and you will follow the words of Jesus and the truths of Jesus. Let me ask you a question because I wasn't familiar with this term. Maybe you're familiar with it. Do you know what a dupe is? D-U-P-E. The ladies are shaking their heads. And I think there's a reason for that. Uh, because a dupe. It is a slang term apparently that gets used to describe a duplicate of the genuine. So it's a dupe. You know, I, when we would travel and go into places like Africa or India, and it would kind of annoy me, frankly, because we'd go into the marketplace and you'd see these guys selling Nike products. And they had the swoosh on it. They had all this stuff. But I knew they were dupes. They were dupes. They were... But I called them knockoffs, right? And I just wanted to tell them to knock it off. But, uh, <laughs> but it's short for a duplicate. A dupe is a cheap alternative to premium or luxury products. 
In other words, whatever you could get at Nordstrom, you could find the dupe at Target, perhaps, right? So do we want to do that with our faith? Do we want to do that with truth? Do we want to do that with beliefs? Well, of course not. We don't want to do this. This is a very serious thing that people, even in the beginning, it goes back to the beginning again. I keep mentioning first things, mentioning the beginning in the garden with Eve, with Adam. And of course, that was all about the enemy deceiving Eve out of the authentic into the dupe. Was she duped? Yes, she was duped. <laughs> Big time. And all of us have been duped ever since and have fallen into sin. So when it comes to spirituality, when it comes to our spirituality, when it comes to being a genuine follower of Jesus, there can't be any duplicates. There can't be any counterfeits. Remember we talked about the counterfeits. So really, on this day and age, we can't afford to get this wrong. And the lines are, can be, can be. Sometimes there's big, bold lines going down the middle of the road. And sometimes there's very thin lines that separates heaven from hell. That's pretty dramatic, I know. But it is. It's life and death. There's, it's, this isn't, it really is true or false. It really is right or wrong. Completely right, completely wrong. There's no, there's no compromise. There's no mixture. And yet that's what the, the new spirituality, we've almost become like some of the folks in India. A polytheism kind of thing where we have take we take a little of this and a little of that. And like you could talk to somebody in their new spirituality, you talk to them about Jesus and they'll say, I believe in Jesus. You could go into the church and you know they'll they'll even maybe mention the cross, they'll mention the blood, they'll mention to Jesus, but they'll also mention some other belief of spirituality that is reasonable to them that can be mixed in with it. So this is where it gets tricky. We're, we, we can't afford to get this wrong. It is life and death. And we, we see that this spirituality, the focus of their, of their beliefs, this spirituality can be right into creation, for example. If you were to go and study a little bit of the spiritist in Brazil, or you were to explore even our, our Native American brothers, they worship nature. They believe their spiritual attachments to everything natural. That's their spirituality. That's not their, they wouldn't call it their religion. They call it their spirituality. It's in creation. It's, it's where they, they're, we're one with the earth. Or it can be in objects. How about objects? And we know, we've, we know the term new age. We don't hear a lot of new age. 
but it's still the same. It's just put on other clothes, right? It's, it's got another look, another image where they have charms. They have crystals. They have symbols. They have things that they put their faith in. Or even the burning of incense and certain kinds of incense. Or it might even be, how about connecting with our spirituality through this transcendental higher level of meditation, occupation with the things of the spiritual world. It's all there. So we see this thing, and it's, it's, it can very subtly, can this happen to Christians? Yes, it can. We have to guard the door. We have to guard the gate. We have to hold on to the truth. Remember, we said in Proverbs, it says, buy the truth and don't sell it. Value it. Hang on to it. Guard it with everything you've got. So that means guarding at every gate, every door, to make sure it maintains its integrity of the truth. Because it lures people off, and the next thing you know, they're finding new ways. Hey, I have found new ways to worship. And then actually when you start mentioning worship, oh my goodness, people will say, well, I can worship the way I want. Maybe. But you can't worship who you want. You can't worship anybody you want. <laughs> The Lord wants our worship and only him. He shares his glory. He shares his worship with nobody. It is all or nothing, all in. And we know this day is here and it's continuing to unfold. 2 Timothy 4. It's interesting now reading some of the, We've heard these scriptures all our life. I've read 2 Timothy 4, 3 to 5 all my life. And yet, when our, when our history, when our culture changes, when our society changes, when people changes, when the spiritual environment and atmosphere and beliefs and everything that's going on in the world begins to shift and become more pronounced and evident, you read these scriptures, you see it in a new light. Right? So when we look at this, and we say, the time is coming. Paul is telling Timothy, the time is coming. When people won't listen to good teaching. Instead, they look for teachers who will please them by telling them only what they are itching to hear. They will turn from the truth. And they will eagerly listen to senseless stories. But you, but you, Timothy, but you, the people that you pastor, the people in Ephesus, but you must stay calm. And you must be willing to suffer. Because you're going to be one of those who push back. All of those, they're doing this 
and all of a sudden you're not going along. And you don't embrace that belief. And you say no and you push against it. So he said, you must stay calm. You must be willing to suffer. You must work hard. You must, and I would love to put in there, you must work hard. You must work harder to tell the good news and do your job well. Wow, so <laughs> Paul is saying, man, when these sort of things start happening, you need to amp it up. In fact, you can't stay in hiding anymore. You can't stay silent anymore. You can't stay inactive anymore. I told you last Sunday, I'll tell you again. What are you calling us? You calling us out to be activists? Yeah, the scripture calls us out because he calls out the church to be the church, to be the light, to be the salt, to come out of the, not be in hiding and speak to the darkness. Speak into the darkness. Release light into the darkness. Push back. Spirituality. We defined religion. Let's define spirituality. It means the practice or the belief of a higher power. A definition from a spiritual clinic. This is a definition from a <laughs> spiritual clinic. Spirituality involves the recognition of a feeling. Oh, there's that word. The recognition of a feeling or belief that there is something greater than myself, something more to being human than sensory experience. In other words, beyond your five senses. Spirituality does go beyond the natural five senses. And that the greater whole of which we are part is cosmic or divine in nature. I know this is a lot. We don't have slides today. Normally you guys would be taking pictures of the slide and trying to write things down. But I guess you'll just have to hear it on YouTube. All right. So the new spirituality is drawing people away from God. And this, you know what? It is growing. This movement, this belief is growing more and more. There's some studies that have said 25% of adults in the U.S. today, they believe they are simply spiritual, not affiliated with any religion. A quarter, 25%. That translates to 84 million people. How about the young people? That's the ones I get concerned about. The next generation. In 2015, just eight years ago, a survey showed that 80% of millennials, they were spiritual. They stated they believe in a deep connection with nature and the earth. 80%. So, and we're, we're hearing all of the narratives. We're hearing all of the sayings. Uh, some would say mantras, which that's not a great word to use mantra because of what it's identified with. But we hear, we hear statements or slogans or mottos like this. Live your truth, right? Live your truth. Find your inner peace. So it's all about you. It's all about you. Find your inner peace. Even this one. This has been a big one, actually, I think, in the last five years. It's on the talk shows. I see even, you know, 
people that claim to be believers, the celebrities, some of the celebrities claim to be believers. You know, they can get on their talk shows and they, they want to invoke in people that, hey, you are enough. Believe in yourself. Believe in yourself that you are enough. Say it with me. I am enough. I am enough. And just begin to, <laughs> to believe that. That's their spirituality. Well, we love people. that We want to help people. We want to see people get free, but they're not going to get free on their own power. This so-called power from within that is very thin. It's not there. God has shown us a way. God has shown us a way that we are not enough, of course. What is the truth? He is enough. He's everything. He's all we need. He's the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. And it's him that we draw from to be healed, to be saved, to be made whole, to be made connected with our creator, not the creation, the person of our God found in Jesus. Romans 3, 21 to 24, you can write it down. This is in the NLT. I know you know this. Now God has shown us a way to be made right with him without keeping the requirements of the law as was promised in the writings of Moses and prophets. We are made right with God by placing our faith. Faith alone, right? Jesus Christ. And this is true for everyone who believes, no matter who they are. Has everyone sinned? Is everyone separated from God? Is everyone unspiritual? Well, we are not. We, the, the Bible says that we are dead in our spirit toward the true God. We don't have a spirit that's alive. Without Jesus, you have a dead spirit. So what are you doing? You only can connect with the other dead. You live in a graveyard. And your only connection is you're dead and they're dead and that's dead. And it's dead joining dead. And it's all dead. But in Christ, your spirit comes alive. And now you are spiritual. But your spirituality is authentic. It's real. It's not a dupe. Amen. I mean, we can see, of course, this in Hollywood. You know, we've got the gospel according to Hollywood. We always get the gospel according to Hollywood. The gospel according to Tom Cruise. The gospel according to Oprah. The gospel against uh, whoever you would fill in the blank. If their names come up, and they speak the jargon. In fact, they'll, they'll say, we, we Christians, we, 
We love it when we start hearing. I mean, I remember that as a youth minister. As a youth minister, it was really annoying to me because all some music group or celebrity, all they would have to say is something about God. And that young person would come to me and go, Pastor, they're, they're not bad. They're, they're Christians. What do you mean they're Christians? Well, they talk about God. Or they mention Jesus. It doesn't mean a thing. Wait it out. Wait it out. Let's see if there's really some fruit from that. But how about, we'll, we'll, we are going to pick on Oprah Winfrey a second. Because she's, she's like the guru. She is. Come on. She's the guru. She's the voice of spirituality. The new spirituality. If I picked an apostle, <laughs> if I picked an apostle of the new spirituality, she would be it. She's mixed. She's, she comes and she mixes all the new age practices with Christian language. She'll use the words. She'll say miracles. How about peace? Faith. And it just muddies the waters. It can be so confusing. And then she took it to another level. Of late, she takes it to another level and he, she talked about her huge discovery of TM, Transcendental Meditation, on the Dr. Oz show. Yes, Dr. Oz, too. Watch him. He's on my radar. I'm not sure about him. She said it's so, this meditation, it's so enlightening. It was so enlightening and she was so bought into it so much that she paid. She paid money. She didn't just give away cars in her career. But this one, she paid for hundreds of her staff to be trained in this practice. So they would open the door to their new discovery. And they would discover. What would they discover? I'm enough. That's what they would discover. That's what she wants them to discover. It's all with you. It's all in you. Oprah's movie, she has a movie, A Wrinkle in Time. You heard of that? It's about a character who is trying to escape her father. Sounds like a good story, huh? We, we could connect with that, that kind of story. But they told her in the movie, they told her to have faith in herself. And she was able to overcome when she realized that she herself was the light. Wow. This new spirituality, it comes from the father of lies. We know who he is, right? Goes all the way back to the beginning. I'm... I'm going to skip over some uh, scriptures, but let's, let me read to you Genesis 3, how it started. The snake, of course, talked to Eve. Eve said, you know, God has said this, we don't eat of any tree, or we can eat of all the trees except this one, right? And he, of course, he said, that's not true. You won't die. God says you'll die. No, that's not true. 
because God said he knows. God, he knows. So this snake is telling Eve what God thinks, talking on his behalf. That should have been suspect right there. When you eat, you will be like God. The new spirituality is that's what it is. There is no God outside. The God is within. It's right there. You're looking and looking and looking and it's right in there. I'm going to give you four truths. We're going to cut to the chase right here. I'm going to give you four truths regarding spirituality. And this one is described as how to not fall. How to not fall for what? Don't fall for the dupe. How do I keep from getting duped? Number one, spirituality does not come from within. If you're taking notes, spirituality does not come from within. We already read out of Romans. We did a whole message series on Romans. And the one thing that we can be sure of, none of us are righteous. All of us are separated from God. All of us are sinners. And the wages of sin, the fruit of sin, the results of sin, the result of being separated from God is death. So our spirituality is, does not come from within. This has been a scripture in this series. I'm going to read it to you again, Colossians 2.8. Because this is about making sure and guarding yourself from being duped. So we have this warning in Colossians 2.8. Don't let anyone I think that word's important. Well, of course we trust each other. I trust the pastor. I trust, you know, our friends and all of that. But this is a personal pursuit, a personal journey. Take responsibility for your own soul. That's what he's saying. Take responsibility for your own spirit, your own, your own well, if you will. Your own heart. Take responsibility. Don't let anyone capture you with empty philosophies or high-sounding nonsense. There's a term for you. High-sounding. That's high-sounding. That's nonsense. That come from human thinking and from the spiritual powers of this world rather than from Christ. See, I, I told you we're dead in our spirit. We are. But we deal with spiritual things. We still have to deal with spiritual things. And if you don't believe in the spiritual world, the invisible world, you're already in trouble. Because believe it. It's real. 
it's true. And may your faith, the same faith that you believe in the invisible God, may that same faith take you to believe that there's a real devil and there's a spiritual world and there's a kingdom of darkness that moves in and through the hearts of men and throughout the world and is unique with every nation, unique with every ethnic group. You know how we're unique in our, we talk about, you know, our, our, our ethnicity. We talk about you know, maybe our, our race. But in the spiritual world, first you see the natural, and the spiritual is duplicated out there. You mean there's, you mean there's demons for Mexico? Yeah. They are. That's their region. That's their country. That's their people. We have that. Clovis has it too. Fresno County has it. San Francisco has it. We got to go there. Because it will impact how you pray. How you do spiritual warfare. Don't live in denial. Again, be active. The spiritual powers. We're not that higher power. Because if we were that higher power, this is one thing religions can't, they can't speak to. The one thing they can't speak to, the religions in the world, they can't speak to the problem of sin in man. Sinful man. They can't speak to that. Of how to resolve it. How to rid ourselves of it. Because religions will teach you, you can't get rid of it. You just learn to manage it. You hear me? Number two, spirituality is not found in creation. I know you know this. This new spirituality is subtly wants to completely diminish the power of God. That everything is reduced in the universe into the natural, into the visible. Into, and the one thing that is invisible is it gets called the energy. The energy. The invisible energy. God, if there's a God, but he's a type of, he's not a person. It's an energy. And I know, I'm going to pick on some old things here, but we got to look at things like Star Wars. What is that? ideology. What is the beliefs of Star Wars? Well, we know. They call it the energy. The good, the good energy and the bad energy. The force. This force that moves things. Romans 1.24, I'm not going to dwell on that. 
Romans 1, 24 and 25. God abandoned them, that is the sinners, to do whatever shameful things their hearts desired. They traded the truth of God for a lie and they worshiped and served the things God created instead of the creator himself. So spirituality is not found in creation. And God is not this mysterious good force, bad force. Good energy, bad energy. Number three, regarding against being duped, spirituality is not attained through religion. Do you know there are, I, I didn't know this, there are now up to 4,200 certified religions in the world. 4,200 of them. Don't you, this is why, this is why when you look at that, you go, oh, I love the title of the message. Just follow Jesus. There's 42 other religions out there. And they're all, they all overlap and intertwine. And they're all doing their thing. And oh my goodness. And you'll never live up to any of them. Because religion is always a mechanism to get to God. And you'll never get to God. But a belief in Jesus by faith is the story of God coming to you because you couldn't go to him. He came to you. So it's not through religion. And number four, spirituality is found in Jesus alone. This has been a key text we've been saying throughout this series. Jesus put it all within what we have described as one verse in John 14, 6. Jesus said, I'm the way. I'm the way. I am the truth. And I am the life. And no one finds God. Now I'm paraphrasing. He said, no one comes to the Father. He described God in this context as the Father. He said, no one comes to the Father. And I'm speaking as a son. Jesus was speaking as a son of God. And he said, no one gets to my Father. No one comes to my Father. Except through me. I'm the way, I'm the truth, and I'm the life. In all of your pursuits, all the world is looking, 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 seeking. Some have given up. Some have just resorted to their own imaginations in their mind. So that's why some of them get to the point of, ah, there is no God. It's me and this. That's it. But yet, they just have to look one place. It really comes down to 
Jesus' conversation with his disciples when he asked them, who do you say I am? Who do you say I am, guys? I've been telling you who I am. (laughs) He'd already been telling them who he was. I'm the way, I'm the truth, I'm the life, I'm the bread. He he goes on, there's seven statements he makes in John that says who he is. But who do you say that I am? Because I can tell you all seven of these, tell you who I am, but it doesn't matter. Unless you believe and you know who I am, that I am the Christ, I am the one, the one. There is no other coming after me. There is none who came before me. Jesus is telling us the key to the kingdom is believing who Jesus said he was. So it's, it is, it's, it's really simple. Ours is not a religion. It is a person. It is a relationship. Pray with me, would you? As we're praying, I just want to say if if you're here in this room or you're here watching online and you have never made a decision to, you know what, say no to religion. You've tried religion. You've tried the new spirituality. You're looking for truth. You're looking for the right way. I can tell you right now, this is where your search can end and your life begin. Your search ends and your life begins. When you say yes and you accept Jesus to be who he said he is, and he's the way, the truth, and the life, no one comes to God except through belief and faith in him. If you're ready to do that today, you can do this right now. And come into a full relationship with him. Discover purpose in your life. To find a real freedom from the things that have held you back. And to find your life to have purpose because of your relationship with Christ. I'm telling you, your life is ahead of you right now. Pray in your heart. Pray it out loud. If you're sitting at home, you're watching online, you can pray it out loud. And just talk to him. He's right there right now. And say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Come into my life. Lord, I don't want the new spirituality. I want you. I don't want religion. I want you. I I need you to forgive me of my sins. I need you to bring me in to make me a child of yours. Forgive me and cleanse me. I make you the leader, the leader 
the director, the guide of my life. I will walk with you all my days through your power and through your strength in Jesus' name. You see this online and I just want to invite you to Gateway here at the Barnyard, 1426 Clovis Avenue, right here in this wonderful facility we have here at the Barnyard. And uh, we would love to see you. We hope that you'd come in and introduce yourself. Lord, I pray that the light of your word would come greater. May we read the scripture with new eyes. May we, Lord, get revelation that we've never gotten before. May our faith grow stronger. May our mouths be gentle, but be more bold. May you give us utterance. May you give us counsel. May you give us wisdom. May you put your words in our mouth, Lord, that we may speak to the ones that need to know and need to hear. Lead us, guide us, in Jesus' name, amen, amen. Amen, y'all. God bless you. Just follow Jesus. Thank you for listening to our Gateway Sermon Podcast at our Gateway City Church, Clovis Campus. We'll be releasing a new episode every week, so be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out. Gateway City Church is one church that meets in multiple cities. To find us or to learn more, visit mygatewaycity.church. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you right here next week.